comedy game design podcast by two guys who know nothing about comedy nor game design. I'm Ben Slinger and with me here at PAX on morning two, the Saturday, is Trevor Scott. Hello. We are recording from the handheld lounge because we're here a bit early and we've got half an hour to kill and look, when isn't it a good time to podcast? Exactly. And it's quite a sunny morning. A sunny morning? It is a sunny morning. Uh, so that's our first word, sunny. No, it's not. Uh, we're just going to do some click pitch. We've been doing it with some devs on the floor. We're going to do it just with us because we like each other and it's fun. All right, three, two, one, click. I need to actually get it up. I'm running on my phone. Trevor needs to get it up. All right, my word is gut. Party. Gut party. There's a party in my guts and it's making me throw up all over the floor. Okay, so I'm thinking that this is like a... a Multiplayer co-op game, okay, set in like a stomach, a stomach, yep, gotcha. and you've different bacteria. It's co-op. What's the well? It, it's maybe you know one of those. It's like couch, couch multi. Yeah. Okay. So I think you've got different coloured bacteria, and you're trying to like infect different areas of the stomach, and basically okay, so get like your spread your infection. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. Is your goal to, like, make the person throw up or something or die? Or, like, if, if your infection reaches... Critical mass. You know, the right organ or something, then they're going to throw up. And that's how you spread your bacteria, right? Is vomit yep. goes everywhere. Well, I think, first of all, you're just trying... Maybe you're going through different um, different arenas in the body. Different arenas. Okay. To, you know, and, and if, if you're the winner of, of this one, then you've got one point on the board. And if you win in two, three different okay. areas, you... All right, so you've got ongoing... Okay, so you, you, you're getting points across matches. Yep. And I like the idea of it just ran, randomly selecting a part of the body. And obviously you have different maps for different parts of the body. And then it might just be a, still a regular scoring thing like best three out of five or something. Yeah. But it tells you at the end, like, you infected this percent of their body and shows it on, you know, on, on a little uh, diagram of, of how far your infection spread versus everyone else. Little zones and organs. That could be cool. And then maybe that shows... You get some little stats about, like, you, you know, you have infected 37% of the population. You're a successful <laughs> virus or whatever. Contagion. Yep. I like That's that. Cool. That's cool. I like that. Uh, Anything else that you can think of? Yeah, I'm just trying to... I guess how's the, how's the moment-to-moment gameplay looking? Like, how are you actually fighting off... Well, uh, what I'm also seeing is, you know, you've got stomach acid that is sort of rising from the bottom and sort of settling. Okay, well, that's it. You can have, like, environmental hazards, obviously, depending on what... Area of the, the body. body. You're in. So, yeah, the stomach level has... Yeah, stomach acid that kind of comes and goes. Maybe if you're in the leg, like sometimes the level just shifts because they've they're like they've moved or they've kicked or something. Yep. If you're in the heart. It's at, it's literally like there's pulsating happening. Yep. To, like, the lungs, you got air, you know, wind sort of effects oh, yeah, going in and out. Sections where you could get sucked in and sucked. Yeah, hazards and stuff. Yeah, that's cool. So you just like because we were recently talking about Towerfall. This feels kind of Towerfall esque. Are you shooting things at the other people? Are you trying to melee attack them? Are you? Try- you know, I you think you got a little bit of that, items. but it's more around. Okay, how much of the background can you cover with your color? Oh, okay. So you've got an aspect of painting. 
I see. So can you have... Someone else can paint over yours. Yeah, 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 of course. So it's about kind of... So it's kind of like a lethal lawns Overwhelming. Yeah, yeah. And obviously just a bit of like Splatoon-esque or like de blob. Yeah. Yeah, covering things in your your infectious brand of infection. Um, But there obviously needs to be ways to like push back then and do things like to get the advantage on the other person, right? Otherwise, you'll just end up running in circles and painting the whole arena and overpainting the other person while they overpaint your stuff. So oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, what you can actually do is, you know, you can knock them into the stomach acid and then, you're, then right, you've got, like... so it's like, kind of about manipulating them into the hazards of that level, in a way. Okay. You could have, um... You could have items and Power-ups and shit. <laughs> Sorry? You can probably have power-ups and... Yeah, that well, that's what I'm thinking. You can have items that, like, infect a large area when you fire it off or something, but... But maybe they've got you know maybe there's a there's a time down on it, a, a timeout on it a countdown on it that they can somehow prevent it or turn it like switch it to their color or something mm-hmm. you know if you let them near it so you're you're balancing okay I'm going to get to cover a, a wide area but you need to stay close so you're not covering other areas in that time right yep. because if you don't stay close they're going to come and and take it over well and actually I like that idea in general of the ability that could apply to more power ups. Sorry, I definitely just plosived into the mic. That's okay. We don't have, we don't have pop filters here. Uh, of of more power ups where you can switch that because that kind of brings in the whole infection side of things, right? Of one virus taking over the other. That maybe there's a lot like maybe other power ups let you have some sort of switch around where you can use that to your advantage when someone else deploys it. Yep. Because it's sort of yeah, you're you're like taking it over. Yeah, I'm kind of wondering whether you've got almost a another version of say you know how some games have different different modes. You've got maybe an infection mode mm-hmm. in that you've got like um, four players, one person is infected, okay. and they're sort of going around. And if and they if so they defeat to, like, one of them, them from- that person comes back as as on that team now. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could definitely have different modes. Everyone else was playing white blood cells. Though. Yep. <laughs> like trying to take it out. But I'm seeing that as more maybe even an eight-player multiplayer that you have four on each team and you have that sort of... If you if you have someone from the infection side beat the, um, beat the antibodies, then that person goes over to the other side and you have that... Oh, I see. So you, so you could end up with one versus... Seven. Seven. You'd have to boost their powers to some oh, yeah. degree based on how many are on their team, but... Yeah, I do like the idea of having antibodies, having white blood cells that are then just able to wipe out any infection. Like yep. They're not sending their own color. They're basically the eraser of infection. Um, that's interesting. And then I wonder if you could ha- you could bring in aspects of the areas that you've infected then have some benefit or something. Like it's not just how much you've covered. It's like if you're in an area of infection then you've got some bonuses or something. Yep. So then there's a real benefit for the white blood cells to be strategic about like what they erase, like what they clear up. Yeah, but then again, I think with with the antibodies, you know, they're going to be the more powerful, like they they have direct attacks against the viruses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah whereas the viruses too. have a little bit more defensive capabilities. And Yeah, the viruses are mostly, their they're attack as such, air quotes, nobody else. Environmental, environmental well, hazards, is, that is sort of infection, stuff. right? Mm-hmm. The more they spread the infection, again, if there are bonuses or something for being in an effect infected area, then they've they've got more 
uh, advantage in more areas of the map. And so, yeah, if you can, as a white blood cell, come in, like take out one of them and then just wipe out a whole area of their infection, then you've pushed them back on the map. Oh, I'm liking that. There's some really interesting balance stuff. I really, yeah, I'm really liking that idea of of a multi, a couch multi with those paint sort of mechanics where that's the, the push. Yeah. I feel like that hasn't really fully been done, so... That's hasn't. Awesome. Cool. We came up with a new type of game. Awesome. Yeah. Three to one click. Three to one click. Bargain. It's a bargain. Social. Sultry? Social. 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 You speak up to me. I don't have headphones. I forgot. I've got <laughs> headphones, so I think that... <laughs> uh, social bargain. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. Social... Bargain. I mean, this could be some aspect of, like, if you think of what a, a social bargain would be, it's like an agreement between two people, right? Like, you're making some sort of bargain. It's like a handshake, you know, a handshake deal or something. Uh, kind of thinking about how could you subvert that and turn it into something a little bit worse. Well, I wonder if that this you're is some Maybe sort doing of- it underhanded deals and that sort of stuff. Yeah. Well, I wonder if this is some sort of narrative thing where I feel like I feel like the handshake is a good method of of gameplay sort of thing or a good you know, like if you bring something into the if you can shake someone's hand then you can do something and transmit the infection happen. from the previous game <laughs> well I was more thinking someone who like has the power to briefly bring someone under their control through a handshake or something right and so it's it's like making a deal with the devil. Like that's the yep. bargain. Maybe you even play the devil. It's like a you know. Again, I'm still I'm still watching Lucifer. So there's maybe an aspect of you come into a into a space, and one of the ways you can solve puzzles or affect the environment is you shake someone's hand, and you have to do something for them. But yep. then, like they're in your debt in some way, and so uh, and that might mean you can literally like possess them or so it could sort of even be like a hitman-esque sort of thing where instead of instead of guns and weaponry and traps and stuff you are manipulating people by making these deals with them i kind of like the idea that you you're going after this guy so you go straight to their bodyguards and basically get them on your side and then all of a sudden you walk into the room yeah well that's and the bodyguards walk out Yeah. yeah 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 so they've got some you know basically supernatural deal that they've made with you that, that that can't be broken, but yeah, there are. There's sort of an aspect of okay, I can get this bodyguard on my side, but he has a desire that I need to fulfil. Yep. Right, and so it might be money, it might be safety, it might be sex, it might be drugs, it might whatever. Right, like there's something that they, they want. So you have to. And so again, I'm thinking that sort of hitman esque level where there are resources around for all these needs for all these key people. And some of them could be procedurally, like, for just standard passerbys, it's relatively, you know, procedurally generated. They just want money or whatever. You choose someone else that they've got a crush on, and so you sort of manage to, like, hook them up. Social engineering. Yeah, so you're doing social engineering, and that gives you some control. And you might even make it that you literally take control of that person then. And that's either you're literally possessing them, or it might just be, well, this is them carrying out their end of the bargain and so you just sort of control them for that moment uh yeah i feel like there's i feel like that's an interesting twist on that hitman 
Definitely. Because you're not doing disguises and stuff now as such. You're literally, yeah, socially engineering these people. Hmm. I don't know. What, you got any good scenes that that could, like, think of environments and things? Hmm. Pax. Pax. <laughs> <laughs> you go. You got a Pax level. The devil. I'm sure there's someone dressed as Satan around here somewhere. I saw just a Jesus, so. Yep. We saw an awesome costume last night, which was from Day of the Tentacle. Oh, we did. Yeah, we saw a, a what is it, Laverne? Yeah, Saturday? Laverne. Yeah, I couldn't think of that last night. Dressed up as a tentacle. Laverne dressed up as the tentacle with the American flag. Yeah, that was awesome. All right, I think let's click again. Yep. Time we <sighs> Choice. Elevator. So is it is it a choice elevator? Like it's a great <laughs> elevator, choice or is it choice. is it a elevator choice? Like you've got to choose which elevator to go on. I think it's about choosing which elevator. Uh, maybe this is almost a yeah. I don't know. There are a few different ways because I think of something like elevator action. Mm-hmm. Right? That's some that, that where it's an action based game, but maybe. In that game, it was just you could use elevators to go down. Maybe this is there's a t- there's more elevators, and so and you don't know who's in the elevators, so it's kind of maybe even having to even having to watch the numbers to see okay that elevator's coming up. Like it could be that there's someone in it, and that means I need to not go in that elevator, or maybe I, like I've called it, so it could just be coming to me, you know. But if it was coming up before you hit the call button then it's probably got someone in it that's going to try to take you out or you know, something mm-hmm. like that. Maybe it's a... Um, I was kind of thinking of like a party game in which you've got like so many people on the floor that want to get in the elevator. Mm-hmm. There's only going to be enough space for like one or two people on the elevator because this is, you know, such a busy busy tower yeah. that you need to choose which elevator to be in front of to, be, to have the chance to get onto it. Okay. Are there multiple elevators coming and going, or is it like is it about just the timing around? I think it's, I think it's more timing. Yeah, I'm just think- and sort of knocking people out of the way and sort of okay, almost so little brawls. So there's some. So- so you're on the ground floor of some like office building, busy office building, and basically brawls are breaking out because only one you know only one elevator is working at a time. Yeah, maybe uh, that gave me a tapper vibe of like having to push back on different elevator lines. I don't know. I don't even know if that fits in, but there's that that sense of managing. Yeah, that there's only one elevator that can come at a time. Can't overfill it. So maybe it's not that you're trying to get on it. Maybe you're trying to manage them in some way. Well, I think you're like the I concierge think or something. The the most points and and like. Um, the way, sort of like the the golden snitch of the game, mm-hmm. is to actually enter the elevator, and that sort of ends the level. But you're trying to stop other people from entering as well. Like you're trying to be right. the one to enter, so you're doing almost smash smash uh, smash brothers style so do you get melee. More points the emptier the elevator is. Well, I'm I'm thinking <laughs> it's more now a four player smash sort of thing. Oh, I see. I thought I was thinking of this more as a single player kind of having to manage stuff. But all right, you're thinking of a of a of a multiplayer thing. I'm really in a multiplayer mood at the moment. I can I can tell. Uh, I didn't go on multiplayer in the last game. That's at least true, that's true. So okay, so you've got like four people. All right. Okay, I can I can get behind that. Yep. Because like I'm picturing sort of four four people running around. Uh, there's a bunch of like NPC players as well. So yeah, part of it could be 
the moves that you've basically got to prevent other people getting into an elevator is you can get NPCs into an elevator and if it gets too full, the elevator leaves. Yeah. Right? So they're sort of trying to push their way through and you've managed to herd enough in front of them that they don't get to it. Then you've also maybe got, you know, attacks where you can yank people back from an elevator. Yep. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of picturing it's not particularly a fast-moving game, as in the crowds are so big or your characters are relatively slow that, yeah, it takes some effort to get up to the front of the line of the elevator. And so if you manage to, yeah, to get a power-up or get an item that lets you pull someone back in the line, then, yep. then yeah, they're not going to get those points. That's cool. So I think maybe it's not it's not that getting into the elevator just wins the game. It's like literally that's how you get points. Yeah. And so you, you hop into an elevator, you get 100 points or whatever, and then you come back down another eleva- elevator and you're back in and you're trying to get more points. Yeah. Uh, maybe you're a courier or something. Like you're trying to... I do kind of like the idea that you're you're trying to deliver all these packages to all these different levels. Yeah, and each time you get to get back to the elevator, it's like, oh god damn it, there's people there again. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like you have to come down the stairs or something. The elevators are only going up. (laughs) 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 They're only taking people up. They're not bringing people down. Um, Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. I like that. Uh, There is a lot to be. A lot of ideas to be had in that sort of couch, multi-competitive yeah, stuff. Yeah, really is. Fun stuff to do. All right, well, have you had enough? Yeah, I reckon we've, <laughs> we've got like 20 minutes worth of footage, so. That's pretty good. All right, well, live from the PAX Fly, I don't know where, gonna, where we're going to cut this in, so we might not use an intro and outro, but thanks for listening. We're going to go see some panels and shit and games. And- we'll be back soon. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Okay, so we are here with the devs of Mega Punchy Golf on the PAX floor. Uh, would you guys like to introduce yourself and tell us a bit about your game? So, my name's Bryson. I'm the uh, the main developer on Mega Punchy Golf. Uh, basically, it's it's mini golf for VR where the balls are giant and you punch them. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. So, how did you guys actually come up with this idea? How did I come up with the title? Okay. Well, it's tied to how I came up with the game idea. And I like to watch a lot of YouTubers play mini golf games like Golf With Your Friends, Golf It, and the amount of rage they have playing those games at times. I was like, let's take that rage and let's make it physical. So it's stress-inducing and it's it's stress therapy at the same time. Were there any challenges that you came across in development that you had to overcome that you wanted... Well, things that you wanted to get in originally that you didn't quite... Yeah, so one of the big things that I want to work on is a custom track editor because user-generated content just adds so much to a game. You like, you hop on, it's like, hey, look at all this wacky stuff that I myself could never even think to make. And so that's one of the things we're working towards, but uh, yeah. That's awesome. So just, just to give you a rundown, we have a segment called Clip Pitch okay, yeah. where we take some random words, put them together, and try to come up with a game design based on that. Ooh, okay, okay. So just riff on it, just have fun with it. If nothing comes from it, whatever, we throw it away. It's, you know, talk is cheap. Uh, so, Trevor, do you have the random word generator up there? Give us a couple of words. Stay. Stay? Stay. Okay, and then give us another, give us another word. Solving. Solving. Stay and solving. Okay. So, I'm thinking something where... Well, stay is great for VR because it means that if you're not moving around, you don't get sick. That's it. No, you don't need room scale. You can stay yeah, in there. you okay. can stay. So it's maybe it's someone confined to a particular space. Like bring that into the to the game, hmm. and having to solve something. 
Uh, yeah, I just detective game is the first thing that pops to mind. Yeah, yeah. Where you you have to you'll have to like observe the room, explore, you figure out what's what's happened here, and you solve a mystery. I'm thinking maybe even a little bit of a like a rear window vibe, hmm. stuck in a in one spot. And you've got like binoculars, hmm. having to. Uh, or what if what if you can stay? But what you're in isn't staying. So what if you're in a car yeah. and you're looking out the rear window and you've got to yes. s- okay. solve a crime while driving around the city <laughs> in the back of a car? So you're controlling the car at the same time? No, it no. controls itself. Oh, okay. Yeah. Auto, all right. All right. That's a good self-driving car. Uh, controlling Tesla itself. detective. Yeah. Yeah. Tesla detective. <laughs> there you go. We've got our title. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Trevor, you got into the... <laughs> this is great. I'm, I'm just letting you two riff. <laughs> I'm sure Elon Musk won't mind. I'm sure yeah. he'll be all for it. He'll fund it for yeah. us. It's free advertising. <laughs> you have to, like... I'm thinking you have to, you know, because the, the Teslas have all the self-stopping, you know, uh, detection of, of, of obstacles. So maybe if you really need to get a good look at something, you have to somehow get someone to walk out in front of the car. And so it has to stop. Then you've got more time to, you know, maybe you have to call someone... At the right time, maybe you can hack the red lights. There you go. Yeah, you got some hack, got some like watchdog style. Yeah. You know, as you go through, kind of mm. hacking into stuff. I like it. So I wonder, do you actually have like some sound detection devices that you can that you can use that Ooh. you've got to sort of like aim at at like a window as you're driving past to try and mm. hear some. Some dialogue yeah. going on, but you yeah, so you can like listen into people's conversations. Yeah, that's it. Well, that's part of the part of the solving the crime is, or maybe you're like a PI or something. Yeah, you're you're you've got all this fancy like spy gadgets. Yeah, but you you're confined to the car. Yeah, that's it. You just set it on you know travel around the block, and uh, every time you go past the window, you're yeah. like trying to snap pictures or get sound. Yeah, yeah, like cool. I think we've got a game on our hands. Yeah. There you go. Next year. Yeah. Right Once here. you're done. Once you're done. Yep. Tesla detective. Nice. All right. Well, thank you very... Oh. When does Mega Punchy Golf come out? So, no set release date just yet. We're aiming for hopefully early next year. Yep. And we'll be releasing on Steam VR, so supporting Rift, Vive, Valve Index, Windows Mixed Reality, and then we'll explore other platforms from there. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for talking to us and having a bit of fun. Thanks for stopping by. Thanks for checking out the game. Absolutely. All right, we're here on the PAX 4 with Mike, who the developer of Dead Static Drive. Hi. Hi. Thank you for talking to us. Do you want to just tell us just a little bit about the game and where it's at? And is there a release date yet? (laughs) Uh, There is a release date. There's not a public release date. We're planning to announce it soon, but we just want to make sure that we do it with a trailer because we really want to show people the game in a way that highlights it. Yeah. Um, So basically our game is uh, Grand Theft Cthulhu. It's a nightmare horror road trip adventure through the United States. Yeah, yep. oh, that's, a, that's a great descriptor. It sells it well. And look, the game is gorgeous. You know, it sells itself very well. So I'm sure the Thank trailer you. is going to be going to be fantastic. Thank you so um, much. Yeah, so look, I think we're going to do what we call click pitch. So we click uh, a random word generator. We get two words. We don't know what they're going to be. We just throw them together and we'll just riff on a game design. Love it. We do this every week. It's going to be good. All right, what do we got? Alteration and short. Okay, short alteration. So, oh, yeah. I'm immediately thinking it would be uh, a tailor. Yes, because you nice. can have short clothing, you can have longer clothing. So yeah. I'm thinking it's a game about being a tailor, and people come in, bring That's, outfits to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Um, you could have some maybe like RPG ish. Maybe you're like the tailor for, you know, people's 
armor and stuff, like an RPG-ish sort of oh, world. So you yeah, had to yes. like apply, you know, different different cuts might give you different uh, abilities or something. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And maybe also people come in and they tell you what they're going to. You know, I'm going to a, a dungeon, yeah. so and it's a dank dungeon. So I really need you to. Um, like bring the boots up high. That's it. Yeah, waterproof it a bit more. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you need to put some uh, fireproofing on if they're going to fight a dragon or something. Yes, yeah, absolutely. And so, what are the trade-offs? Maybe the trade-offs are they don't have much money, so you've got to think of how you use the uh, the materials they bring you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's it. If they're bringing you the materials they need, or you're yeah, you maybe you've got the market that you can buy your own materials, so you're having to. Yeah, balance your you know your economy of, ah. of money coming in versus yep. what materials you can afford. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. You got anything? <laughs> no, I'm loving. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think that's great, and uh, and also you have to make sure, make it fashion souls. So well, like, that's it. Yeah, there's there's a fa- yeah points yeah. for appeal. Yes, yes, yeah. absolutely. You know, you could even have fashion. You know, the changes over time, the the trends come and go. You know? Oh, I love that. <laughs> Nobody's wearing pauldrons anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so like two tw- fifty eight BC. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Oh, awesome. Yeah, I don't know. I think there's a game there. I think there's a game there. Cool. Uh, yeah, so look, and, and one thing we do sort of, you know, we're, we're really interested in that, that first idea, like, you know, like we just did of a game. Was there something that sort of set off the idea for this when you started? Oh, so many things. I've wanted to make a horror game for the longest time. Um, and I worked in studios, and when we worked in studios, everyone who was working on cricket or flight sims, they were like, we want to make a space game. Yeah. That's what we want to do as a, as a studio. And I always just said to them, I want to make a horror, I want to make something scary that's just set in a small town. Yeah. And so... It's just been percolating for a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Uh, that's awesome. Oh, well, the game looks awesome, and thanks for doing some click pitch with us. Absolute pleasure. It's Thank really you. Really good to meet you. Awesome. All right. Okay, we're now here with Alex. Uh, Hello. From Heavenly Bodies. Uh, what do you do on this game? And tell us a little bit about it. Um, I'm one of, like one of the two lead designers. Yep. Um, as in, we're a two-person team. I take half the design load, and I also take the programming and tech load. Um, so yeah, I work alongside Josh. Yep, uh, doing the art. Yep, great. And um, I'm looking at the game right now. It looks really nice. All great uh, physics-based sort of space exploration. It looks like. Do you want to just right. tell us a little bit about sort of the, the the overall game loop and gameplay that you? Yeah, yeah, ab- absolutely. So so essentially, uh, you're in space. You're a cosmonaut. There's no gravity, and your only means about moving around the world are by your hands and arms. So the whole world is physically simulated. Yep, um, and. That's that's pretty much all you need to know. Yeah, look, and it's perfectly my aesthetic. There's something about I don't know two, phys- physics in two D space like that. You know, there's a cross section of the uh, yep. the space station that uh, that works really well. Cool, cool. Uh, so as we've been doing, we're going to do what we call click pitch. Yep. Uh, so we're going to get two words from a random word generator, and we'll just riff on some uh, on some game ideas and see what comes from it. Oh gosh, okay. All right, so we have certainty and shortening. Okay, shortening. Oh, I wonder if shortening is like what you put into a, like, shortbread. Is that shortening? Can you shorten shortbread? Well, I think there's the thing, like, the fat that you put in is called shortening. Right, 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 Okay, okay, So so it's like a baking game, perhaps? But we need to be certain that this can work, right? Well, that's it. There needs to be certainty around it. So perhaps it's, I don't know, some sort of volatile baking. Perhaps, perhaps. Like, you, you can't really be certain that the shortening is actually going to... Make a really good shortcake. <laughs> I mean, shortcake is really hard to do. So. Yeah, well, that's it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's that skill thing. Well, maybe you've got, I don't know, different types of shortening that are gonna. Could we like li- like literally be shortening 
something else? Can we be shortening a carrot? Can we be taking slices off? Well, what it could actually be is at first you thought that you were baking a cake and then you realised it was very volatile, so it turned into like a more explosive sort of thing. So now you're, you're trying to work out whether you can actually use this to um, do some sort of break-in or, or something like that. Like, so we're basically creating like an explosive yeah, shortcake. Explosive shortcake. <laughs> yeah, I, I do like the cakes with different properties perhaps. So, you know, shortening is one of your ingredients, but maybe based on the different things you put in there. Like nitroglycerin. And- yeah, like you've got an, a cake that when you cut it, acid comes out and it like burns through something. And then, yeah, then it's a heist game with cakes. It's good. good. And then like you know, you're like never certain about what's going to be in the cake. You can yeah. make cakes with others. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Cakes and like you never know. Oh, yeah, perfect. That's it. I don't know. There's a game there. There's something there. Someone will buy it. Yeah, that's it. People like cakes, food, <laughs> food games. <laughs> um, nice. So uh, we do like to ask the devs because, you know, we're really interested in sort of that first little gem of an idea, you know, that's, that can sometimes come from random words but comes from so many different things. Was there something in particular that sort of gave you the idea for this game or...? Yeah, um, yeah so it's... We, we do tend to, like, have a primary focus on, on like, forming a, like, primary movement system and mechanic. Yep. Uh, so I think that's how we approach a lot of our games. Um, and with this, our first thought was, like, okay, like, we have zero gravity, we have four limbs. Like, how, with, you know, one controller, do we control four limbs? Yep. Um, and it turns out it's a really tricky question. I can so, imagine. <laughs> well, we, we started with like one analog stick, and like you'd almost have like a magnet, yep. which you'd like, the, which would like direct the limbs around. Um, but we quickly discovered like this, you know, like there's virtually no control within this. Like you're just flopping around like a like a fish out of water. Um, but with this, we've decided to like map one arm to the left joystick and the other arm to the right joystick. So you have like a and there's kind of this, like a back and forth kind of yeah yeah yeah. Uh, and and with with a lot of practice, you can actually get it. So. I think a lot of people compare it to Octodad or, or even Quop. Yep. It's not an easy game. Like, they look elegant, um, <laughs> but it does take time to get to that stage. Nice. Um, yeah. Oh, well, we'll give it a go, and we'll, we'll see how it feels. All right, well, Thank thanks you. so much for talking to us, and, uh, yeah. All right, we're here with Matt, uh, one of the developers of Cybermonk. Uh, do you want to tell us just a little bit about uh, the game and, and what you do on it? Yeah, for sure. So, um, Cybermonk is basically a competitive multiplayer take on classic block pushing and laser puzzles. Um, so as you're playing, it's really combining this uh, geometric brain teaser element with the kind of single screen multiplayer chaos you'd see in uh, Bomberman or Overcooked. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm watching it right now. It's uh, I love the, the colors and the chaos is, is definitely coming through. Thanks a lot. Yeah, yeah, that's one of the things that I'm really focused on in the in the development. Um, so I've worked on kind of the graphics and the lighting yep. um, for the game. Yeah. No, it's I'm working really on good. getting these really uh, uh, these kind of soft shadows are something that we've focused yeah. on for the aesthetic. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's looking great. Um, so look, we we uh, we like to think about the 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 sort of inspiration behind a game, like that moment of of coming up with the idea. You know, this is what we do with the random words, and we'll do that in a moment. Uh, was there was there a particular moment uh, where you came up with the idea for the for this game, or as a group, you know, hit on hit on the the core sort of idea? Yeah, yeah. So, um, so Cybermonk actually came out of uh, Global Game Jam in 2018. Right. Nice. So we were given the theme of transmission. Yep. And um, the the group of us kind of sat down and brainstormed for uh, it's probably it's probably at least an hour before we settled on an idea, but. Um, when, when this idea came up of, uh, of using mirrors to redirect lasers, um, that was something that we all really got behind. Yeah. 
Was there is is there anything that like that was sort of part of that idea that you had to leave on the cutting room floor, or do you feel like you got the the entirety of the idea into the game as it is now? Oh, so in the game jam, the initial version um, actually featured some very basic, uh, kind of randomly generated maps, and that was the version that we had at the end of those 48 hours. Yeah. Um, but within a week after that, when we kept working on it, we decided actually uh, we need to be able to design these maps and have it uh, have it be a more kind of controlled multiplayer experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. All right, well, we, we're going to do uh, a click pitch, and so we're going to take two random words... And uh, we'll just riff on that and, and try to come up with, with a new game design and, you know, pretend you're at a game jam. We, we've been there too. So that sounds great. We've got motion, okay, and all. Okay. All? All. Okay. So everything's in motion, I guess. Yeah, everything. So nothing, maybe nothing can, is allowed to be still. That's it. Yeah, every, no, no static elements. It's all like relative motion, something like relative motion perhaps, yeah. Maybe you're trying to, you're trying to arrange some things, but it's, uh, it's a bit annoying because nothing can stop moving. Well, that's it. Well, we, we were just over playing Heavenly Bodies where, you know, you're out in space and you're having to grab things. So maybe there's something like that, but with a bit of a, yeah, like you're having to, to build something in zero gravity or, you know, put things together and, and nothing ever stops moving. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah, yeah. Or, uh, you, could even, you could even go down to the level of like a match three almost. It's like match three style, but everything's constantly moving. Yeah. <laughs> everything's just drifting a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that's it. you got to kind of compress it all together to, to get them to, uh, to mm. actually join up and, and, and go bang. Yeah, I don't know. I think there's a, there's, a, there's a nugget of an idea there that you could play with. Yeah. Um, well, maybe, maybe the things that you're trying to move around are, are in motion because they're, they're sentient as well. Yes, yes. They, they're, little, they're little characters and you can't get them to sit still. <laughs> I do love the idea of just like, yeah, little humanoid, you know, I don't know, characters with their little arms and legs kicking and, and, you know, they're looking around and grabbing onto each other and you're trying to somehow, yeah, put them together in some way. That'd be cool. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, maybe you're maybe you're a teacher. You're trying to you're trying to learn so you can teach them a certain skill, yeah. and and they're all fidgety and they get distracted. Oh, that's cool! Making a metaphor for yeah for actually teaching kids and having to you know herd cats as they say herd kids. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you're maybe you're uh, training a group of um, a group of cats as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I like it. Okay, that's I think you could build off that. Yeah. There you go. There's your next game. So herding cats. <laughs> Lock it in. Yeah, yeah, totally. Confirmed right here. Feeds uh, game number two. Yeah. Cats. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks very much for talking to us. That was fun. And Thank um, you. Yeah, the game looks great. Thanks awesome. a lot. Thanks. Okay, so we're here with Chris, one of the, uh, the lead developer of Brimstone Brawlers, uh, which has a really nice, like, cel-shaded sort of aesthetic going on. Uh, can you tell us a, a bit about the game? Yeah, so uh, we've been working on Brimstone Brawlers for about two years now. Um, it's a top-down brawler set in a Victorian slash medieval fantasy world. So you get to choose from a bunch of really strange characters. So you get to be a few of the heroes in the world, but uh, most of the characters are like the um, the townsfolk. So you can play as the butcher or the chimney sweep. Um, and all of those, they're competitive against the, the hero characters. So you get this kind of strange combat. It's really yeah. fun. Yeah, cool. Yeah, so it's, I think you mentioned kind of a bit of a Smash Brothers vibe combined with like a MOBA yeah, sort so of thing. Yeah, so we take the, the fast pace aspects of Smash Brothers and then more of the traditional MOBA designs with skills that are on timers and things like that. Yeah. And we try and smash them together. Sure, yeah, yeah. Well, we do like smashing ideas together here on Bitstorm. 
Um, <laughs> that's, that's kind of our, our, our MO. So, look, we're going to jump into something we call click pitch. So we're going to take two words from this random word generator. Yep. And you, we'll just riff on an idea and see what we come up with. Awesome. So what do we have? Commitment. Ooh, okay. And produce or produce, I guess. Produce. But I like produce. I yeah. like the idea of committing to produce. Sounds like farm simulator or something. Yeah, or maybe someone like trying to become vegetarian and having to like fend off meat creatures or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, interesting. I don't know. I see meat on the screen right now. So you've got the butcher character yeah, in the game going. Yeah, he's traditional uh, butcher guy. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, produce. Commitment to produce. Maybe it's... Uh, I mean, what sort of... If, if produce was to get married... What you know would would an what would an apple marry? Is it is it within is it is it taboo to you know marry outside of your uh, you know fruit fruit? Well, I mean, you'd want to go with something that tastes good with you, right? So yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, apple and pork. That's a thing, apparently. They, oh, that's it. Well, and they, uh, if we bring in the whole vegetarian thing, that's going to really yeah, mess stuff up. Yeah, that is. That's uh, a twist. Yeah. And look, it doesn't just have to be two. You know, we, we're sex positive. We're open to all types of relationships. If you want to get a fruit salad going, then that's fine. Exactly. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so I'm not sure what the game is here. Maybe you're... Uh, I guess it's just like a matchmaker. You know, you're matching up the Yeah, they're popular and, these days. Yeah, yeah. Um, so a bit of a dating game with Dating fruit. simulator. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that did work. Yeah. All right. Well, it's a bit different than what you're working on, but I, I think you've probably got your next game idea there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah on top of that. Yeah. Thanks for that. <laughs> 50 uh, 50. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, look, we, uh, we're really into the idea of just that initial kind of gem of an idea, you know, the nugget of an idea that, that, that builds into to something like this. Was there, was there something in particular, like, or a moment where you sort of came up with the idea? Yeah, so um, I used to work down in Sydney, or up in Sydney from here, um, and we were playing party games every Friday at work, but none of the party games you could actually get better at. Yeah. So we weren't allowed to bring a, a Nintendo in to play Smash Brothers. Um, so I figured, <laughs> let's try and make a party game where, you know, you can skill up, kind of learn your MOBA skills, yeah. and then come back and burst people, you know, have fun at parties while playing the game at home yeah. online as well. Awesome. So is there are there level mechanics, like upgrade mechanics, that cr- cross so sessions? Or no, not it's more about your own personal skills? Yeah, it's, about, yeah. it's more about skill shots. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Awesome. Well, look, the game looks, the game looks great. We'll give it a go. Uh, sometime this weekend if we, we get back to it. Yeah, well, probably now. There you go. Uh, but yeah, thanks for, to, for talking to us. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Right. Cheers, guys. Thanks a lot. We're here with Dylan. Uh, do you want to tell us a little bit about your game Elden, Path of the Forgotten? Uh, yeah, so it's a medieval Eldritch fantasy game. Uh, it's based around reactive combat and environmental storytelling. So reactive combat, you just uh, sentiment management, positioning, going for parry attacks, and then environmental storytelling in the way that there's no dialogue and there's no text in the game. All the text in the game is like obscured by an unknown language. Yep. So it is readable, just not comprehend like comprehensible. So do you um, learn that sort of throughout the game then to be able to read it eventually, or well, that's it, more of an Easter egg? Yeah, of? it's not a mechanic, yep. but it is translatable. <laughs> uh, so yeah, they can go through and actually work it all out. Yep. But that'd be something you need to take into your own time. Yep. So maybe a yep. forum could work it out or something. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, medieval eldritch, so swords, magic and mystical beasts. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, well, we, we really like to sort of think about, you know, we, we do the random game design, so we sort of, that initial nugget of an idea that, that a dev, you know, to, to come up with a game that then builds into something like this, you know, was there a moment 
or a particular conversation that kind of sparked this idea um, to get you started? It was a little. It was a little bit of a weird process mm-hmm. because the game actually started as a university project. Right. So a lot of it came out of necessity. It was like yep. you need to make something. And it's like oh shit, I better make something. <laughs> yep. um, and so yeah, it really just came from everything I was enjoying at the time. But it also just came from some weird dreams I was having. So, yeah, the inspiration is a little bit weird. I'm still kind of trying to work out where the game actually did come from. Yep. Uh, but, yeah. Well, look, that's therapy as game design helps. So, you <laughs> yeah. <know. laughs> yeah. Well, as creatives, I feel like you just kind of have to create, and sometimes things just kind of come out of you. Absolutely. So, yeah. yeah. Well, let, we're, we're going to get something creative out of you. So we're going to do. We're going to get two random words from our random word generator, and uh, we will we'll riff on those. So we have... Brief and chaos. Brief, brief chaos. and chaos. Okay. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah. I'm thinking of like some sort of magic mechanic that's like very limited in, I don't know, like a short burst of something. That's kind of what came to mind for me. Brief chaos. Yeah, I'm thinking like jobs for some reason, like a brief in that way. Like you get a brief yes. for something you need to do. Okay. Uh, Probably because one of my publisher's games is a first job. I mean, a first day at job horror game. Yep. So it's kind of like got me in that, that would side be of her. my brain. Yeah. Well, I like the idea of of creating chaos just by via like sending out memos. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> kind of like paper please. Yeah. But yeah, not organizing just in the no, complete opposite. Exactly. Just chaos. You know, you you maybe you're in charge of you know a company. Um, and for for whatever reason, you know, tax purposes. Yeah, I was prob- going to say like you can audit or something. And it's like yeah, but you, but maybe you're trying to bring it down somehow, <laughs> yeah. you know. And so it's like okay, send send a message that that diverts you know this resource over there because they need it over here, and that's going to totally screw them up, and they can't handle it. Yeah, <laughs> so chaos management basically. Yeah, 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 exactly. And then you've got a chaos meter. <laughs> I'd play it. Chaos Inc. <laughs> Yeah, look, that's what we want to get to. I play <laughs> yeah. that. That actually used to be our like, and our sign off was yeah, I would play that. So <laughs> yeah. That's that's where we go. So uh, yeah, no, no, that's good. Um, well, the the game's looking really good. You said you've been working on it for four years. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's been a bit of a process. Yeah. Uh, as a solo, mainly solo developer. Yep. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's a lot of work. Yeah. Uh, thinking of a release date in mind, or it's still just a ongoing uh, so, like. Early next year, yeah, uh, like February about yep. that. Yeah, cool. Yeah, and that's like Steam, Utomic, Xbox, PlayStation, Switch, everything, like, yeah, all the good it, stuff. It's going to be around. Nice, <laughs> awesome. Yep. Yeah, well, good luck getting that out, and with the continuing uh, therapy and hard work, <laughs> yeah. and that is the yeah, game. It's design. an ongoing process. Yeah, uh, it was really good to talk to you. Yeah, you too. Right. Cheers. Well, all right, so now we are here with Jeff from Witchbeam uh, Studios. Is it or just Witchbeam? Which yeah, uh, Witchbeam. With your game Unpacking, yes. Uh, which yeah, as I said a moment ago, I've sort of seen a bit of it on Twitter. You've got the little gifts of people just putting things away, which yes. is, is very interesting to see. So it is. Uh, you just want to just tell us a, a little bit about uh, the game and sure. sort of how, how it how it came about? Yes. Well, uh, the game is called Unpacking, and uh, it cur- it currently it's on the PC, Mac, and Linux. Yep. Uh, and it's uh, you can wish list it on Steam. It's currently in development. Uh, it's been uh, in in full-time development since January of this year, and uh, we are looking like we'll finish sort of later 2020, nice, is yeah. when we're thinking. Uh, it is a uh, relaxing zen game where you unpack things out of boxes, and you learn about uh, the life of a character that you never see, and you learn about them by the objects that you unpack. Yeah, yeah. And, and basically you start off in their childhood, you 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 unpack a child's room, 
Then you, when you're finished with that, you move on to a new, another year, a few years later. They're older. They move into a, a bigger place. There's new things that they have. And you start to decode what kind of person this is yeah. and what part of their life they're going through and what they're going through. That's super interesting, yeah. So it's a very subtle story. Yeah. And I think some people will clue into it and some people won't. And it won't really matter if you do or don't. Yeah, I, absolutely. I, but the full experience would be to... To, to figure out, uh, yeah, to figure that that out. So yeah, yeah, yeah. cool. So you were you were saying uh, off off air you that uh, the sound, you know, I mean, obviously there's a lot of content oh, yes. to be created in this yes. game. You've got sort of yes. all these custom items in each room. Yeah, and, that's know, like right. Said, and, and some the story. Yes, so. and some of them have custom behaviors. Yep. You know, like the Rubik's cube, you, you can solve it. By, right. You know, not and it's much easier to solve in our game than in reality. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So different different objects have unique sounds. Uh, there's just uh, we have two artists working on the game. Uh, or we have a, a really talented pixel artist named Angus uh, who who is uh, helping us out. And um, yeah, so every item makes a unique sound depending on what surface you put it on. Yeah. And then music wise, I've gone for a very sort of chilled out uh, sort of. My interpretation of chip tunes sure. meets the acoustic guitar, so right, nice. you know I just tried to make it nice and relaxing. Yeah. And yeah, uh, yeah. And the headphones are necessity here. Then probably I, at I the booth, I think so. You know, yeah, yeah. Really to get, get the, the full experience. To get to, to get the full experience. Sure. Yes, for yeah. sure, for sure. All right. Well, we're going to jump into something we call click pitch. So we're going to take two random words. Okay. We'll tell you what they are, and so we've got traffic and pressure. And what'd you say? Pressure. Tra- pressure. So come Plus. up with an idea around those idea uh, those those words okay um, that you would turn into a game so traffic pressure well the two kind of go hand in hand already a little they? bit I mean, yeah <laughs> I'm either thinking something around the flow of traffic and like the pressures behind that or the pressure of sitting in traffic yes is yes. you know slowly getting more and more anxious can, can, can I make it topical yeah absolutely yeah, well, yeah so if you're if you're holding up traffic for climate change, <laughs> do you let an ambulance through or not? That's wow. Yes, exactly. There you I go. Think you you do. can have those. I, yes, I think so. <laughs> to uh, what extent? I was reading about. The, yeah, yeah. No, right. Anyways, I made it topical. Sorry. No, no, perfect. But I couldn't help myself. Those are the sorts of decisions that yeah, you know yeah. that such a game might have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So either maybe you play both sides of it. You're holding up traffic <laughs> and, and having to make decisions, or yeah. you're in traffic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and sort of dealing with the pressures that come along. Uh, <laughs> You know, you've probably got to give the finger button, you know, uh-huh. to someone out the window, or yes. you know, or you can yeah, choose yeah. to to go the Zen way and just put on some music and <laughs> mm. deal your way through. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how you would actually turn traffic into a Zen game. That would be how the hell would you do that? I that mean, <laughs> whether it's whether uh, perhaps yeah, I don't know if it's just dealing with dealing with those pressures mm. or is it about is it about the flow of traffic and mm. and, and the the lack of pressure when you're just going straight through green lights mm. is the timing of it or something mm. <laughs> setting up an intersection so that traffic is flowing smoothly you know? <laughs> what you do is you make sure that everybody in their car is listening to the unpacking soundtrack there you go and they're just chilling out that, that you're not going to have any road rage <laughs> exactly perfect <laughs> um, <laughs> nice so look we you know at, at with the sort of improvised stuff that we do, we, we really like to think about that initial idea of a game and, yeah, and how yeah, that yeah. comes about. Was Traffic there, pressure. Was mm. there, like, do you know the story or what was the story of sort of how Unpacking came about as an idea? Yeah, it's, a, it's actually really cool. Yeah. Um, so uh, Tim uh, over there, that's uh, Tim Dawson, um, 
is is the programmer mm-hmm. in the game, and um, Ren is uh, the does, uh, he, she came up with the idea of the game, uh, and Ren uh, and Tim became partners. Yep, and they moved in together. And it was actually they were they were moving in together and unpacking boxes and kind of just got inspired by uh, they saw how it could become a game yeah. in 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 real life okay. and then they because uh, uh, they were finding they were kind of I think they used the word te- they were tetrising their yes. items together in cupboards and shelves right and uh, so. Um, they just sort of started knocking up a prototype of the idea, and it went on from there. Yeah. So well, I, it was definitely a bold move to go with pixel art. Like, obviously, it looks amazing. Yes, and that's uh, Ren, that's Ren's specialty. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I can imagine the challenges in in building yes. a game in that way. But, oh, uh, for sure. Like, uh, basically, it's just like because you can't just render something at multiple angles. Well, that's what you, I mean. You yeah. have to draw every so angle. You must so. have had to, you know, really lock down. The perspective early yep. on, yep. and then yeah, for sure. Oh, that's great. For sure. Cool. Well, I'm looking forward to to unpacking everything and, yeah. and seeing that story, and, and awesome. Looking forward to it coming out. Yeah, no worries. Right. Thanks. Nice a lot. talking to you. Yeah, you too.